And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Sunday, January 21st, and we are here trying to help you make better financial decisions or maybe help work through a situation that has fallen in your lap or maybe you're trying to be a really good family member and assist someone else, it doesn't matter. We are here to help you out. Both Mark and I are certified financial planners, and that means we love that holistic approach to people's financial lives. Just go to our website, jillonmoney.com, click the Contact Us button, complete that form, and let us know if you want to join us on the air live, either on this program or on our brand new YouTube show. It's called Jill on Money, powered by The Compound. Okay, right now, let's talk to Joyce, who's on the line from New Jersey. Hi, Jill. So nice to talk to you. I am confused on withdrawals, um, but mostly because all of my income is from stock ETFs and bond ETFs and some cash. I don't know how to figure out ahead of time what my tax bracket is so that I can Mm. go ahead and withdraw some money, but stay within my tax bracket. But how do you know what your tax bracket is if your only income uh, is not from a job, but from the market? A very good question. So you're going to tell us a little bit about yourself, and we're going to walk you through this. So how old are you, Joyce? I'm 65, just turned 65. Congratulations. It's Medicare time for you. Are you um, entitled to uh, Social Security or a pension? No pension, but I am entitled to Social Security, which I'm not taking as of yet. Probably next year I'll take that. Tell us a little bit about where the stock and bond ETFs are. Are they in a taxable account right now? A good part of them are in a taxable account. I have a total of about 2.2, million, but 568 are in an, a thousand are in an IRA. And that's a combination of stock and bond ETFs. The rest of it is in a taxable brokerage account at Vanguard. You have held these ETFs for a long time, not so long. What, what's the, um, oh. where, do, where, where is the uh, holding period that we're talking about? Oh, about 30 plus years. 
I've been investing okay. for about 30 plus years with Vanguard. Yeah. Okay. So when you said 2.2 or 2.3, did that include the 568,000 IRA or not? Yes, it did. It does. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. In this account, are you telling me that they don't have something listed as cost basis in there or do they? They do. I'm not sure how to use that though, but they do have cost uh, basis. Yes. Okay, good. I'm going to, I'm going to explain that to you. So the IRA, we're going to leave aside because I presume you're going to leave that be until you're forced to take money out. Is that the plan? Well, I don't know yet because I'm thinking maybe I should take some out now so I can avoid, you know, very large taxes later at age 72. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. the other part of it. Okay. So you've got 1.6 in a taxable account. I'm just going to round it. 580 in an IRA. What about plain yeah. old cash? What do you have in the cash? Uh, yeah, I do have, um, boy, I, I probably have about 130 to 140,000 in cash. Some of that's in the IRA. Uh, and a little bit of it is in the taxable, but most of it is in the IRA. I believe I have um, a money market in my IRA that's hundred and about one hundred and twenty thousand. I I took that out about a year ago because I got scared. You just receive interest and dividends from your portfolio, right? Right, and capital gains. Yeah, and capital gains. And you have no other sources of income at this point. Like, what are you living on? No, um, well, I'm living on money that I took out a couple of years ago and put into a bank and I, that just pays my bills. Um, and I only have a, a small amount left. That's why I'm really concerned. I have to start making withdrawals, but I don't know where to take them from. Uh, so okay. yeah, I only have right. maybe 24,000. 24,000 you said in the bank? In a, in a bank account, you know, yeah, in a okay. regular bank. How long have you, you're retired now. How, um, when's the last time oh. you earned income? Oh my God, uh, about almost 14 years ago, I retired very early. And are you partnered or single? Single, no children, no debt at all. I have a home that the condo that's paid off and I actually have another condo in California that's also paid off, but mom lives there and I own that with her. I think you're right in that um, inside of that retirement account, what might be quite lovely is to start pulling money out and just pay tax on it. And then you don't, I mean, you, you filed taxes last year, so you got tax documents from Vanguard. If you looked at last year's tax return, do you remember what the number was in the lower right-hand corner? I do. It was um, 69000 and um, with the deduction, I think I ended up with 57000 and mm -hmm. I also had the Affordable Care Act last year, which brought me over the limit. So that's the other thing I had to throw into the mix. Yeah, you don't want to make too much money because then you've got that annoying Irma thing with Medicare income. Uh, so Irma, everyone, if you're listening, you don't know what this is, income-related monthly adjustment amount, which is when you make a lot of money and you're receiving, or just when you make a bunch of money in general, I don't want to say a lot, but you make money, um, the more you make, the higher the contribution you have to make towards Medicare. The reason you had $69,000, why did that money come out? Was that was mostly interest and dividends or is there any sale that you made? No, I didn't make any sale. But the interesting thing is that I did receive an unexpected uh, 23000 the very last few days of the year in capital gains from a bond fund in my taxable account. I had no idea... Mm -hmm. That was going to happen. 
Yeah. Sometimes they make those distributions. They sold the bonds. You didn't. I think in order to kind of make this somewhat simple, I don't want to go too crazy here because we can't micromanage the whole thing. You're mostly paying tax at a rate of, let's call it about 22%. That's your highest bracket. Okay. And if you made a little bit more and you went into the 24%, it wouldn't kill you. Right. But what I think you want to maybe do for this year is we would take the money out of the IRA and pay the tax on it. I wouldn't take all of that cash out at once. So here we are. You would like to replenish your bank account, right? I mean, yes. you want to have some money to live on. How much money do you need to live on on a monthly basis? Um, probably the most I would need would be about um, 4000 a month. Before the end of this year, you could take out, let's say, um, I think about 20 will do it and you'll add to your taxable liability. But I think that if you had 20, again, I don't know how the bond fund um, distributions are going to go. It may make you pay a little bit more in terms of money that you have to pay towards Medicare, but I don't think it'll be that much more. Should I take um, it out of the bond or should I take it out of the no, take it out of take it out of the IRA and the cash, the cash that's in there already. So if you took 25 out, I think that's about right. If you took 25 out now, and let's say that your income is 70 again, and let's say it was 105 or something by taking that out. I don't know, maybe more, but you need, you need cash somewhere and, and let's pay the tax that's due on it. And then we're going to have a more, we'll have a better understanding of what your tax liability is going to be after we get through this year going forward with Medicare. And we should start depleting your IRA and paying the tax that's due on that slowly but surely and not take too much at once because, I mean, you could take, you know, obviously if you take a whole slug of money out, you could have one rotten year for Medicare planning. But I, I don't know. It sounds like you're, that's not your, the way that you would like to run this. And then I think that then you would try to pull money out of this IRA account because before you forced to take the money out, you'll have a better sense of your real tax liability at that time. In terms of taking money out of this Vanguard account, tell me about the funds you have at Vanguard. I have, um, well, in terms of the stock, I have a bunch of different funds. One of them is the S&P 500, the S&P 500. Mm -hmm. And I also have the, um, the big one is the Intermediate Bond Fund. Boy, that one has mm -hmm. about 800 and something thousand in it. Mm -hmm. um, and that's in the brokerage, the taxable account. Um, so that's right. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in, and right now you're taking the income from that as opposed to reinvesting it. I mean, I'm like, actually not. You're not. Uh, no, I'm taking money. Um, the money that I have that I had taken out a year or two ago from somewhere in the Vanguard account. I put that in the bank. So I'm only using the money that's in the bank now, which is quickly being depleted. Only about 24,000 left. So that's mm -hmm. why I, I need to. I know, got you. Yeah. I got it. I mean, so what happens is when you have these, even though you're in an index fund, when a bond matures in the bond fund, let, let's just pretend you owned an individual bond yourself, right? You held it to maturity it matures and now you get your money back and uh, an interest payment. And there are interest payments that are made along the way, which makes this not a particularly tax efficient 
uh, vehicle, but you're not in a high tax bracket. So I don't want to go crazy with this. It's not like you should have been in a municipal bond fund. This still is a good investment for you. It's just that you have to manage the tax liability. I mean, the other alternative would be you'd say, okay, I got to sell the bond fund. So, okay, let's say you sell some of the bond fund, then you have to pay capital gains, which, you know, you're going to have, uh, uh, you know, you're going to pay at least a 15% capital gains tax. So, you know, but that still leaves the IRA growing and you being forced to take the withdrawals later. Anyway, I think that I'd rather get the money out of the IRA And that'll be easier for you because you're going to have more income when you start claiming Social Security, you know. And so this is all going to get compounded. You're going to be mad at me because you're going to say, oh, when I get Social Security, then I'm going to be putting in an extra $180 a month or something like that, I think, when it comes to my Medicare. But it's $180 a month extra. It's not like $2,500 a month extra. You know what I mean? So I think the weird thing about the IRMA surcharge is that it's done, um, as the, the IRS calls it, it's done on a cliff basis, which means if you earn $1 over the threshold, it causes the full corresponding surcharge to apply to all premiums for the year. So, I mean, it's not that much money, but I would really try to start to use my IRA to fund my day-to-day living expenses. And you should be rebalancing that IRA. You really should. So in other words, if, if we are pulling cash out and you're really stock heavy in the IRA, start shifting some of it and make sure you replenish some of the cash as we move forward, the social security benefit, do you know what you're at age 70, that benefit would be? Yeah, I actually think it's going to be around 3000. Oh, I think you ought to wait. I think you should wait. If you wait till you're age 70 and we start using the IRA as the, to pay for your cash flow, think about this and you whittle the IRA down and let's say, you know, you're only, so it's five years and 20, 300 grand comes out. You know, you basically have half as much money in your IRA. You let the taxable account grow. You get your social security at your three grand a month. And then, you know, I, I think what's going to end up happening is that your three grand a month plus your minimum required distribution is going to be kind of all you need to live on. You can t- tap into the, the Vanguard taxable account. But I think that sounds like a pretty good game plan. It does. Where should I take the money from to replenish the cash? Should I take it in the IRA? Tell me what the split is. Is it is it like 50-50 or what's the de- allocation right now? I'm thinking the allocation is more stock than bonds in the IRA. I think it's um, it's probably like 70-30. Okay. Easiest thing you can do is once you take the cash out, move to 60-40, and then you'll have the cash out. And you should stay with 60-40. You know, you've got plenty of money. You're, you don't need all the money you've saved. And And by the way, are you at all charitably inclined? I'm not charitably inclined as much as I am. I'm going to leave my niece and nephew, um, whatever is left. Yeah. So I would do that with them, but, um, cause I don't have kids. All right. Great. Then you're in great shape, lady. Go out and enjoy yourself in New Jersey and, um, be careful because those New Jersey drivers, as at least as I experienced them here in New York city, a little crazy. Got to tell you. If you are worried about something going on in your financial life, you're having a little anxiety about the upcoming tax season, whatever it is that's going on for you, we'd love to help you. Just go to our website, jillonmoney.com. 
click the contact us button, complete the form. If you want to join us on the air, make sure you check the right box, whether it's audio or video, we'd love to talk to you. You can check out all of our content. It lives at the jillonmoney.com website. You can subscribe to this program, Jill on Money on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your favorite podcast. Try to lift someone up today. It's going to make that person feel good. It's going to make you feel good. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.